Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show. And before I start the show for this week, I just want to say a really incredible thank you to all the people that sent endorsements in for my uh, book proposal. And uh, since I went to LA, there's been just incredible things open up. I've got an ability to write a book that has the potential to be very widely distributed globally and I also have uh, been able to really click into the whole idea and the truth of world travel and doing global seminars and really getting this word out there so it's an incredibly exciting time and I'm just so grateful to my peers out there all of you incredible people that are really at ground level that are working with narcissistic abuse the psychologists and the therapists and the counsellors and the people that are also my peers in this space that are the authors and the people that have their own narcissistic abuse recovery groups. I cannot thank you enough for your thoughtfulness and the effort that you put into the endorsements for me to really help be the wind underneath my wings to get this out as far as I can. And uh, this is all part of my orientation this year, which has really been saying to the field and to source and to God, you know, use me for this mission fully because I fully sign up for it. And uh, you people out there are just such a part of what we can all do together to make a difference to this world in regard to narcissism and narcissistic abuse. So from the bottom of my heart to you, I cannot thank you enough and and bless each and every one of you that's... uh, joining with me on this mission. Thank you, thank you. So this week's article and radio show is really a big part of what I really want to bring out and I really want to help people understand and it's called Codependence and Narcissist, Two Sides of the Same Coin. Now that title, and I know when people start getting it in their inbox when my newsletter goes out, they may feel that this title is really quite judgmental and it might even offend some people and there might be thoughts like how on earth can you compare me to a narcissist by putting me on the same coin or how on earth can you call me a codependent and give me a label like that so much of the public and many experts and therapists really actually believe that it's the differences between narcissists and their targets which bring them together But when we understand the vibrational universe of like attracts like, I promise you that theory defies all quantum law and it's actually a molecular physical impossibility. So yes, yes and yes, on the surface that theory appears to be 100% accurate. Takers gravitate to givers and mine them pathologically whilst the givers unknowingly hand over the goodies. 
However, there is a much deeper truth going on as to why at a deep soul level we get into relationships with narcissists and why they gravitated into our field. I hear all the time in narcissistic abuse communities, people say narcissists choose us because we were so attractive and we had so much to give. Now, I've got to tell you that expression makes me cringe. Not because it's superficial, but because it's only a tiny part of the truth. Of course, the narcissist went for someone attractive because that's about status and ego. And who was trusting and giving? But there are many, many gorgeous giving people who I promise you would never be targeted by or succumb to a narcissist. And when you listen to this radio show, you're going to understand why. So what my intention is with articles and radio shows such as this one is to help you get to the truth in order to heal your life. This is about deeply understanding the similarities codependents share with narcissists, the similarities which put both parties on the same coin. Now this truth is not about blaming and shaming, which would only trigger our ego into more resentment. And of course the ego loves that because our ego is always in the background going, go on, go on, go on, feed me more pain. But instead in ways that open up our body, our minds and our hearts with big aha awareness. Because it is those, oh my goodness, moments which makes all the difference. If we were to imagine that the codependent narcissistic relationship was the light and the dark side of a coin. We know there are differences. However, I want to grant you the understanding of what the coin really is because that understanding is vital. It's vital because it allows you to know what is necessary to never be half of that coin again. But before I do, let's look at the differences between the two sides of the coin. Okay, so we're looking at the dark side of the coin first. Narcissists are amoral. They do pathological things in order to secure narcissistic supply, which is attention and energy. And according to the narcissist, whether it's right or wrong really is not important. What is important is that the means justifies the end result. Narcissists don't care that they lack integrity and if caught out, his or her emotional injury is really about losing significance, not having the upper hand, or not being able to have an agenda fulfilled. Narcissists already know they are bad. At a deep inner level, there is intense self-loathing and self-rejection. If an individual essentially believes that they're a bad person, that's exactly how they're going to behave. And then the trick is to try to hide that from the world so as not to be punished, rejected or abandoned because of being defective and unlovable whilst trying to get needs met. Of course that strategy was always going to be self-defeating because you can never hide who you really are, which is actually how much you do or don't love and accept yourself. It has to eventually come out into the open. Truth is like gravity. It's the force of the universe which is absolute 
it can just take a little longer to become visible. This is the narcissistic formula. I'm not acceptable as being me. I'm bad and my life doesn't work being me. Therefore, I need to be someone else. Which was a decision that narcissists usually decided at a very young age. This malignant killing off of the narcissist's inner being and placing a fictitious character in its place created an even more distorted and twisted life view of not only self, but of others as well. At this point, it's really important to understand the infinite connection of oneness that we all participate in, whether we know it or not. And what I mean by this is, how we see and treat ourselves is how we see and treat others and how others see and treat us. I'm going to repeat that. How we see and treat ourselves is how we see and treat others and how others see and treat us. So see how interconnected it all is? Neil Donald Walsh puts it like this. He states, there is only one person in the room. Essentially what this means for the narcissist is his or her intense self-loathing and self-rejection extends not only to him or herself but to everyone else also. Especially when that person can't rescue the narcissist from the agony of his or her own self-loathing and self-rejection. And sadly, the narcissist doesn't realize except that only he or she can rescue him or herself from that. You need to understand this. The narcissist can't create any real relationship with his or her false self because it's not real. The only relationship the narcissist can ever have with him or herself is with the true inner being. And that's been killed off and replaced. It's obsolete. So this is really frightful but true, but now you can understand why the narcissist chases energy from outside him or her so desperately. Because there's no great, solid or real energy that the narcissist can provide for him or herself. Now, because the narcissist does have, doesn't have a healthy relationship with self, there's no ability to trust anyone else either. And for this reason, narcissists feel terribly vulnerable and controlled by others when forced to operate like a decent, honest person. The narcissist feels it makes him or her inferior, like everyone else, and causes him or her to lose superiority and a vital upper hand. The narcissistic motto is, if I operate with indecency, you will destroy me. Therefore, to summarize on the narcissistic dark side of the coin, we have the character defect of purpose, purposeful, pathological behavior in order to get needs met without remorse or conscience. So when we look at the light side of the coin, we can understand codependents don't roll like that. Codependents do have a conscience. They have a moral compass and in their natural operations are dismayed with feelings of guilt if doing the wrong thing. 
Codependents can fess up. They can be remorseful. A codependent will naturally gravitate towards the truth when possible, knowing that this is the most healthy place to operate from because the codependent feels really knocked around when operating out of truth. He or she feels like the very foundation of their being is unstable when not being honest. And that's so true. The foundation of our being is integrity. Codependents absolutely can have times of insecurity, fear and self-doubt and self-reflect poorly as a result of external events. But fundamentally at the core is the desire to be a good person and know that being good is his or her inherent self. The codependent may judge, criticize and be hard on their own inner being, but it has not been killed off and replaced with a fictitious character. It could be damaged, it could be in a lot of pain, but it has not been killed off. The inner self still exists and the codependent does have access to a connection with it if the effort is taken to do so. In summary, the codependent light side of the coin is this, the possessing of a conscience and wanting to operate within humanity as a good person. So now that we've examined the surface of the coin, we need to go deeply into the actual coin itself. But before I do, I want to touch on my definition of a codependent again, which grants us a much bigger picture meaning than simply growing up in a substance abuse family, which is the classic traditional definition of a codependent. Now, most importantly, my definition is going to grant you a much better understanding of what the coin really is. So my meaning of codependency is this, trying to source self from outside of self. So when we look at the human model, we can understand the entire world is codependent to varying degrees. Every person on the planet before raising their consciousness is living the egoic mind illusion that we can only be lovable and worthy for what we're doing and what we have instead of who we are. Now, the more ingrained this illusion is within us, the more separation we suffer from our essential true selves. The truth that we are adored unconditionally by source life God, whatever your understanding of a higher power is, Simply because we exist. And you might want to just think of it as existence. The force that holds everything together. That unseen force. Existence. So I'll go over that truth again. The truth that we are adored unconditionally simply because we exist. Now the ego does everything it can to keep you away from that truth. Because in that truth, the ego pain body cannot exist and it can't operate. And your ego may be doing backflips right now. And your ego will try to convince you that that's egotistical. That that's really who do you think you are? Thinking you are adored by all of existence simply before because you exist. 
Now our ego is narcissistic and our ego will try to throw you off balance and keep you in pain. So your ego may be really, really triggered by that. Now until we know that connection to Source Life God, existence, we can't accept our own basic goodness, worthiness or wholesomeness and we can't truly love and accept ourselves. Now this grants the ego a foothold and often a really strong foothold making us believe that we can only be lovable and worthy when we get a partner, when we have children, when we achieve that degree, when we make enough money when we secure a prosperous lifestyle, when we finally get our parents to know and accept us, when that person suffers for what they did to us, when that person atones for what they did to us, or when we have someone new loving us enough to make us feel whole. Now all of that is conditional love. That is not the energy of existence, Source Life God. That is not the energy of our true self. And it is not the truth, period. Everything that hurts comes from that illusion. Now living this human illusion is codependency. And it has got nothing to do with whether or not you are a good person with morals. There are bad and good people living this illusion. What this illusion has everything to do with is this. Emotional pain, painful relationships and feeling separated from support, love and well-being. All essentially because you are separated from the truth about yourself. It's really important to understand this. Narcissists are codependent too. Horrifically codependent. Think about it. Narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths are the greatest manifestation of humans not knowing that source life, God, existence loves and accepts them unconditionally. They are totally disconnected from that. Hence the horrific need to try and gain a sense of self through desperate and horrific means. Now the real truth is this. None of us can have a relationship with ourselves, life and others that is healthy, fulfilling and wholesome until we clean up the only true relationship which is first and foremost the relationship we are having with existence, Source Life God because all relationships come from how healthy that relationship is or isn't established. That is the only relationship from where true love can be generated. It has to start with seeing ourselves unconditionally as Source God, God Life sees us in the truth. When we know that we are lovable, accepted and worthy beyond measure simply because we exist, that is not egotistical. In fact, it kills off our ego which rampantly and unendingly declares you are not good enough. And you will only be good enough when you do or you get fill in the gap. And if you are lucky enough to get that thing, the ego finds another reason to throw at you as to why you are still not good enough 
to be worthy, loved or accepted. Or your ego manifests a sabotaging event or a relationship which means you're going to lose that thing anyway and come back to square one. So your ego is convincing you that you are never good enough. True self-love and self-acceptance is not the narcissistic standpoint of self-acceptance. And the narcissistic standpoint of self-acceptance is if you don't like me the way I am, you can get lost. This reminds me of a famous quote by Marilyn Monroe. And I see this from time to time through Facebook quotes. And it goes like this. If you can't accept my bad traits, you don't deserve my good ones. That is not self-love and self-acceptance. It's not even on the ballpark, let alone anywhere near the goals. So your ego would, have, would say to you something like, well, if you're accepted by all of exist existence, well, cop that everybody else. This is who I am. You like it or you lump it. And loving and accepting ourselves is not about zero effort to deeply grow and improve ourselves and expect people to just cop us the way we are if we're acting out of wounded parts. True self-love and self-acceptance is living a life of authenticity, which is 100% personal responsibility, which entails admitting, accepting, sharing and exposing our weaknesses because we love all parts of ourselves. We're, we're operating in the light. We're bringing them up to the light. We're not keeping, keeping them buried and hidden. And it also means accepting, supporting and loving other people's flaws also. It is the knowing and the excitement that eternal growth and evolution is the utterly best part of being human it's the coolest stuff to be and do it's the coolest stuff to share and it's what makes our life journey so magical why does it make it so magical because we get to experience the utter joy and bliss each and every time we expand that's what we're here to do if we aren't expanding as a result of evolving and up-leveling our wounds and breaking free into a more expansive part of ourselves, if we're not up-leveling these wounds, which are our fearful, scared, stuck in a past, life is dead. That's what depression is. Expansion and evolution is source life got in action and it's us. It's who we really are. If we're not living as who we are, we don't integrate, we don't ascend, we disintegrate and that hurts us profoundly. So when we see, know and love and accept ourselves as source life God really does, we stop trying to source ourselves from stuff and people from the outside because we're only ever doing that when we think we're not good enough. And we come back into our bodies being a calm and whole source to ourselves. Therefore, our real work is to do all we can to clean up our connection to true source and then love and accept all parts of ourselves enough 
to get out of the pain and the fear and to get on with expansion. Knowing, as per the words of Buddha, if you want to know what's going on in your inner life, look at your outer life. Knowing that the inside is the foundation of everything. That's where our attention needs to be first and foremost in order to expand. Then we feel full. Then we feel joy. And we don't have to continually be in our mind trying to think things to bridge the gap between who we are being, conditional love, to ourselves, you're not good enough until you have this, and who we really are, which is unconditional love, which life, source, God, existence, unconditionally adores me simply because I exist. And the reason why we're feeling full and we're feeling full joy and we're not in our mind trying to grab something from the outside or construct something or go after something painfully, we don't have to do that because there's no longer a gap. We're at peace when there is no gap. We just are and we can just be without the fear and without the anxiety. Then from that place we get to experience love because we are no longer living the illusion of painful separation and having to prove our worth. From there we extend to others as love, we show up as love not from agenda but simply to connect and we start attracting the same and we inspire the same. We see many other people up leveled to a higher level of vibration in our presence because our soul is calling that forth from their soul and we easily leave alone people who don't have the intention, resources or orientation to be authentic because we honour the signs and the off feelings that we feel from these people. No longer do we have the pain of separation which is the emotional neediness or the emptiness is our rationalization not to honor the signs and the off feelings. When we know that unconditional love and acceptance is our true human birthright, we start experiencing the real gifts of our human legacy, heaven on earth. That's what we're here to create, to be and to do. Heaven on earth. That's the truth. Because in the effortlessly, we start saying yes to the ever-increasing stream of well-being that Source Life God, all of existence, grants us as the true lover, the true parent, and the true self that this connection to us is. Because it is the only real connection that exists. Then in real life human terms, the real lovers, the real parents or mentors or supporters, and in inverted commas, the real self arrives more and more, not because we need these people or states to get whole, but because there is simply a flow on an attraction of our already whole state. And the more we expand and we connect to the field in oneness and the expansion of who we really are, the more we open up the gates for these things to flood into our human experience. When our wholeness becomes non-reliant on conditions, the conditions automatically shift to deliver more wholeness. 
but your wholeness cannot be dependent on it or they never will. And that's our ability and our birthright is to create ourselves as wholeness to the field. Then we already feel and know these things. We don't even need these things. We are just expansion and then these things just come and they just happen. When we start vibrating and living as who we really are, which is unconditionally adored by all of existence, then we connect to the flow of the life which is our natural birthright. It's joy, it's love, it's support, it's the expressing of our highest potential and the experiencing of our full flourishing. Life and us become one. And the illusion of separation, having to earn, having to be approved of, having to prove your worth, all of those illusions of separation disappear. So in closing of this section, codependency is the state of trying to source ourselves from outside of ourselves. It's the trying to create relationships to substitute the only true relationship that really exists and experiencing the painful self-defeating results of that and experiencing your ego running your life. Okay, so now finally we are ready to investigate the coin. So there's a truth that I know about people who heal from narcissistic abuse. It was true for me and it's been true for every real recovery I've seen over the last seven years amongst thousands of people. Healing our wounds, up-leveling our life and expanding into new realities requires 100% personal responsibility. Now we know the narcissist part clearly. We have no power over that, no responsibility for that and any focus on the narcissist part keeps our focus off evolving and expanding ourselves. Know this, your awareness and effectiveness can only ever be on one focus at one time. So the more it is focused on the narcissist, the less time, the more lost ground you have on generating and expanding yourself. So if we were to go back to the common belief amongst the majority of the population, many experts and therapists regarding the victim model that abusers are the baddies, we're the good people, and it was a senseless act that caused us to be victimized. Where on earth is the evolution, growth, and healing in that for us? The best we're ever going to be able to extract from that is people's empathy, being stuck with a label of being a survivor of abuse, join a group, and connect with other victims who understand what we've been through, keep our story of victimization going without ever feeling durably free of the painful story and not realizing that constantly sharing the story is not purging the pain, it actually keeps reinforcing it. The best we can do is stay stuck in the deep wounding, the fear of it happening again and keep vibrating emotionally within the deep psychological trauma that we endured that has affected our entire life and being. The best we can ever hope for as a, powerless, as a powerless victim of what happened is somehow life may fix it for me one day. 
I need a lucky break from the outside to take away the wounds and grant me relief and wholeness. Maybe even though I feel so closed down, so constricted and fearful, some sort of retribution and repair for my life and soul being ripped apart can turn up and make it all better. We hope and we pray that life would just give us a lucky break. Then we could feel human again. I know what that's like. I've been there. But source life, God can't hear us. Existence can't partner with us. When we're clogged up with the unhealed wounds, the fear and the pain, because we're not on the same frequency. We're not in God energy. We're not in miracle mindedness. We're not in miracle cellular vibration. We're not the field connected to the field in that frequency. So we can stay there. We can think we can live from there and that life well, we just when we're living from there, we actually don't think life's going to get better. We are merely surviving, and even that can feel like a horrific, a horrific effort to even survive. Or, or we could take one hundred percent responsibility by looking at what our part is in the dynamic. Then we can heal it. And we can claim the glorious gift and joy of expansion and evolution. We could work really hard at claiming and releasing our trapped painful emotions. Because they're ours. They're in our body. We could clear everything that's been blocking our connection and our relationship with source life God in existence. And we can leave the burdens of being a continual survivor of abuse and victim and being powerless way, way, way behind because we can expand and become a whole completely different identity that is connected to the field, something that we've never established before we were narcissistically abused. And that is what my model of thriving is. And that's why I developed the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, to achieve that goal. Hence why there are so many people in the community who have left survivor of abuse, victim and powerless way, way, way behind. Because up-leveling is the way to do that. And up-leveling, what that is, is the releasing of our trap painful emotions and expanding into a whole new reality and that's exactly the work I did with the NARP principles on myself to heal the wounds of disconnection from source God life existence that caused me to be a match for a narcissist and to heal from the horrendous trauma and pain of abuse and that's why I so passionately espouse NARP as the most powerful solution I know of. When I receive emails from the community, and I get them every day, what do I do? What do I do? And I say the same thing to everybody. The processes of NARP are what you need to do. Because that's the complete system that heals you and takes you through to the other side. But before we do any of that, before we even do that, we have to deeply, deeply, deeply accept 
that the narcissist and ourselves were on the same coin. We were just playing our different sides. Because if we can accept our half of it, our part of it, we actually have the power to understand that there is something to evolve within us, which equals the power to take charge and change our own life rather than waiting fruitlessly as a victim for someone or something else to rescue us or fix it. That's exactly what powerlessness is about. That's exactly what depression is about. That's exactly what having those symptoms of PTSD and CTSD and agoraphobia is all about. Your body is in shock and trauma and fear because it knows you are not taking charge up-leveling and evolving and it knows that waiting for somebody else to come along and rescue and fix it is not the answer and can't happen and will never happen because people and life can only ever supply you more of where you're vibrating at yourself that's why your body has trauma and I know because I've had complicated traumatic symptoms and agoraphobia through the roof and when I up-leveled and took charge of it myself, that's when it all stopped. I don't have any of that anymore. So when we hear from certain specialists and therapists and people that it can never be healed and you'll only manage it, I'm here to tell you that that is completely incorrect. Because when you do up-level, you're going to be more powerful, playful, expansive, safe, full, whole, incredible in life than you could ever 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 imagine and that's what up leveling is all about okay so what were we playing out identically in order to be on the same coin of painful love and before you hear these reasons I just want you to understand something else and that's about opening your body up so that you can actually hear information and you can actually resonate with it you can accept it so what I want you to do literally I want you right now I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to relax your shoulders and I want you to open up your body really imagine just opening and don't go into resistance don't shut down and don't contract because that is the only way your heart, your ego can separate you from your heart. Your heart is the center of truth. That's where we're sourcing life from the field when we're in heart center. We're at infinite intelligence. We have our heart and our body open. And when we don't contract, your ego can't take you over and it cannot start blaming and shaming me for this information and it can't cause you to turn on yourself your parents the narcissist or anyone else as a result of the self-reflection into your wounds when you have your heart open you're sourcing for existence and you're getting the truth of the matter so just relax your shoulders and keep your heart open and I want you to open up to the fascination of knowing that you are human we all have stuff. Look at the previous defunct emotional modeling of our world. 
so that you can know how exciting it is when you find out the truth of your inner landscape because you can actually do something about it and you can change your entire life in astounding ways authentically from the inside out. And what I found out about myself coming from a previous history of intense and horrific self-judgment that when I turned it into fascination instead of judgment I am fascinated about learning about my inner wounds and what's not working for me. I'm fascinated because I can up-level it. When you look at it through the eyes of fascination and love, you're looking at yourself through the eyes of source, not the ego. The ego loves any excuse to look at you through the eyes of judgment and criticism. Can you understand the difference? Open your heart and you're going to start looking at yourself through the eyes of fascination, the eyes of source. Because if we don't do that, what we're going to do is we're going to judge ourselves. We shove the bits back down inside ourselves. We try to cover them up and hide them. We try to run away from them again. Okay? And our ego, if it gets its own way, it's going to have a beautiful time of blaming and shaming and criticizing yourself or other people. It goes into a feeding frenzy. It gets pain. And the pain is only going to keep playing out in your life. So that's not the track we want to take. We want to open our hearts and we want to be fascinated. We want to want the ability to expand and up level. Your wounds aren't going to kill you. The judgment of them is what is killing you. Can you understand the difference? So what is the coin? What's the coin that we've been on with the narcissist? What is it? It's a disconnection from sourcing life from our true source. It's a disconnection from knowing that life source God all of existence adores us simply because we exist. It's the not knowing and the disconnection from that unconditional love. And it is the pain, the fear and the anxiety and the unsupported and painful energy all of that disconnection creates. Now that disconnection and that pain is a complete match for the narcissist's energy. Additionally, because codependents are not sourcing self-authentically, we showed up in life in ways that made us really easy prey for narcissists. As a codependent, we're struggling with self-love and self-acceptance and we believe that our worthiness has to be earned. Codependents are over-functioning, often obsessing, I should be doing this or that. And I'm terrified about not doing what's expected of me. And I'm terrified about not pulling my weight and not holding up my end of the bargain. So therefore, narcissists can easily stick codependence into handing over effort, loyalty, resources and attention because of these weak spots. Additionally, Codependents seek approval from others in order to feel whole rather than knowing their own wholeness. And this is why codependents don't lay effective boundaries and limits. Codependents would rather keep the peace than risk losing someone who they believe is helping them feel whole finally. Narcissists came into our lives as, in inverted commas, 
the answer to wholeness. The answer that we'd wanted all of our lives. And then the narcissist starts testing the waters, pushing limits and discovers he or she can easily cave in a codependent scanty boundaries which is of course the struggle to say no, the struggle to honour self and the struggle to leave when being abused. Now this next point is so interesting and this is one we really, really have to claim and accept. It was huge for me, huge. Codependents opted for over-functioning and staying busy in life rather than stopping to take the time out to go within, heal our painful wounds, heal our disconnections and evolve the wounds that we have already had. The wounds we got from our DNA, the wounds we got from our forebears the wounds that we established in childhood, the wounds that every single human being has to varying degrees. We, did, we just kept busy. We just kept going. No matter what life delivered to us, no matter how things hurt, we just got up and we went again. We didn't stop to go within. So rather than going in to love and evolved in a wounding, codependents kept checking out making everything and everyone else more important than ourselves is a classic form of codependent self-avoidance. Now that completely matched the narcissist's terminal self-avoidance. The narcissist has completely terminally self-avoided, will never ever take responsibility for self and go within. Now we matched the narcissist on the levels of self-avoidance. We weren't, we were self-avoiding. So this means, like the narcissist, the codependence is suffering a lack of consciousness. And what does a lack of consciousness mean? It means a lack of self-awareness. It means a lack of self-development. The codependent struggles to take responsibility for his or her inner wounds. And of course, what happens when we do that? What happens when anybody does that? Just like the narcissist, we've got to start blaming and shaming. So of course, we took on so much of the blame. This is my fault. This is what's happening. Now that is not self-awareness and that's not self-responsibility. That's blaming. There's a huge difference. And it was also very, very easy to righteously declare that the narcissist is bad. He or she is crazy, abusive. I'm the good person. I'm the victim. Now we have a toxic relationship, which is a dance, dancing a painful, destructive dance on the same coin. Blame, shame and pain with no growth. That's what a toxic relationship is. And it's both parties trying to force that person into another version of themselves in order to get something. And that strategy never, ever works. All it does is make worse what you're focusing on. It's not an evolutionary relationship. The opportunity of evolutionary relationship applies to every relationship without exception. Every relationship, 
holds the promise of healing the participants inner wounds by powerfully reflecting back everything that person needs to evolve and heal within themselves. So we're going to get triggered on stuff we need to heal in every relationship in life, whether it's a relationship with a boss, a friend, a parent, a co-worker. But what intimate love really is, intimate, we're talking about deep relationships. What they state is, I will get inside you enough that I will trigger you. And likewise, you will get inside me enough that you will trigger me. Now, the real question here is, what am I going to do with my stuff when you trigger me? Am I going to take responsibility for it? Or am I going to hold you responsible? Now, if I'm going to hold you responsible, I'm now in the powerless model of victim and I'm not in an evolutionary model of up-leveling. If I take responsibility, you triggered me because I had something in here that's a wound. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been triggered. I would have just looked at it and said, that's actually really quite narcissistic and that's not my reality. And... Because I know myself, I no longer have wounds on that level. I don't need to take this any further with you. And that would have happened very, 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 very early in the relationship. Or the narcissist couldn't have even come into your space because you don't have any corresponding wounds that match the narcissist's wounds. So if we're in complete and total and utter responsibility, we seek all of our triggering opportunities as an opportunity to up-level to find those wounds, to release them and then to generate expansion so that we can actually connect to the field in a more expansive, up-level way. That's how we evolve. That is the pattern of evolution. Okay. So if both parties in a relationship do take responsibility for their triggered wounds and they share this, they bring it all out into the open and they share it with the real authenticity and transparency that only, only unconditional love and acceptance for self can produce. There is growth, there is joy, there is expansion and there is incredible connection generated. And the highest calling is mutually experienced, which is the healing and the liberation from the inner wounds. That's the calling of love. There is no more powerful dynamic to achieve that than in relationship. But the first part of it is, is that complete unconditional love and acceptance for self, which is knowing yourself as God's source life existence knows you. Because if you don't have that level of unconditional love and acceptance for self, you can't be authentic and transparent with your wounds. Why? How can we be authentic and transparent with our wounds? unconditionally loving and accepting every part of ourselves without condition. That's the only way we can. That's the only way we can be in relationship with ourselves, others and life being completely authentic. Now, if one partner does apply authentic self-responsibility and evolves and the other doesn't, now let's use the codependent narcissist model for this. A codependent still has an inner being. 
a codependent through that inner being can create a connection to source life God existence. A codependent through that inner being can heal, evolve, expand up level. Now somebody who is NPD has killed off the inner self. The ego has got such a strong foothold it has completely taken over like a possession. The narcissist, the NPD is not going to up level. The narcissist is not going to evolve and the narcissist is not going to take 100% personal responsibility because the narcissist can't. It's not because the narcissist won't. The narcissist can't and I mean that it's gone too far the separation the takeover by the ego has gone too far the narcissist can't so if we're in relationship with a narcissist you have the ability to up level the narcissist doesn't you are not going to be able to up level whilst you're in that relationship because the narcissist is not going to shift and come up with you so what happens in any relationship we have, if we were to choose to stay in the relationship, what would happen is that in our up-leveling, three things are going to happen. That person's either going to shift and come up with us, that person is going to leave our experience, or we're going to leave the experience. Okay? So in an NPD relationship it is impossible to do the level of healing and working up level while you're being abused that's not loving yourself that's why no contact modified contact get the space your focus has to be off the narcissist and you have to be reclaiming your own soul which means doing the work so let's say that you apply authentic self-responsibility and you evolve and of course the MPD doesn't then the person who has evolved which is you never needs to experience a relationship like that again I want you to understand this you've done that class you've done that lesson you've evolved up to a higher level and you are certainly not going to remain in that relationship dynamic because it's just not who you are anymore. That relationship was a stepping stone necessary. It was necessary to hurt us enough to push us in to do the work. I was never going to do it until I got completely and utterly smashed. And that's the truth. I wasn't going to do it. I was going to do the codependent thing about focusing on everything outside of myself I wasn't going to go in these relationships were the stepping stone necessary for us to go to the next level now I hope you've made it this far in this radio show listening to all of this and I hope you held your heart open enough to feel the truth and I hope you are connecting now to what you really need to do to get well and how incredible incredible your life is going to be when you do because when we evolve past who we are being into who we really are oh my goodness that's what this is all about now you may the article is coming out today you may need to read it several times this is pretty deep a lot of what's in there 
to really absorb it and I'm so looking forward to answering your comments and your questions that you're going to post in the blog, under the blog article. So I hope this has really helped and I'll be back on radio next week. Lots of love everybody. Bye bye.